All right, bro. You you ready to podcast? I am ready to do a podcast. Coming to you live from the Southwestern Shake Bag Studio. Regular, regular shit here. This is the number one mixtape program on the internet. Niggas pod day. Goddamn, that nigga is ready. I'm in this bitch. Never will I wish you a Halle Berry. I'm in this bitch. If he's jumping in my vagina, he doesn't care what my shoes look like. I'm in this bitch. I'm digging deep for the funny this week, bro. I need you to uh I need you to lift me in spirit. I see what I can do, man. So I say we'll 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 pod do it. Team lift. Ain't that what they put on the boxes with the stickers? Team lift. I don't need both of y'all to bend your knees. There needs to be oh. two people here. Are you ready to commit? <laughs> I'm making it sound bad like this ain't going to be fun. I do this every week, don't I? Like, I'm like, bro, I don't know where this is going to come from. But 15 minutes in, I'm like, I don't even know. How, how are we going to get to the list? I'm having so much fun. It's progressively getting worse every week. Yeah, fuck it, bro. Hey, let's do it. Let's do the podcast, and somewhere in here, we'll have a little bit of fun. You ready to do the podcast? Mm-hmm. Let's do the podcast, then. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning, good evening, happy Friday, happy Monday, happy Thursday, the day before we get a fresh new episode. If you're listening now, uh, a week in the past or the future, however you want to take that. Uh, but welcome, no matter how you got here. This is the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. We are the clear Air Force Ones and Nike Shocks of radio. Across from me is one of my Nearest and dearest friends, Forever Young 89 on Instagram, the motherfucking goddamn glue, Elmer Young. That would be my friend, Wes, with no T because he passed it over to me. What's going on, my guy? Oh, you know, regular, regular shit. Um, I'm kind of fucked up right now. Well, not right now, just in the moment. I don't want to say it like that, but like my mom is calling me while I'm potting. It's one of those things that I hear Joe talk about all the day, like who has the audacity to call me? Right Are now. we doing this? And yeah, and it's my fucking mom. I'm not answering the phone. I'll call her back. Um, <laughs> I hope you don't listen to this show. <laughs> I hope she does listen to the show. Fuck it, because I'm here with my guy across from me with the hottest takes in the United States. That is Cat, a K with two T's on the end of that thing. Um, you can catch him at World Wide Web forward slash or backslash Dipped in Butter program behind your favorite website. Um, what do we want to try this week? Uh, what's going on now in the world? Uh, fuck it, try Instagram.com backslash yeah. dipped in butter. We program. might be on a clubhouse are, backslash yeah. dipped in butter. You are absolutely guaranteed to find something going on there. Um, but you can also catch him here, most and more importantly, every Friday on the dipped in butter program or, or whenever you decide you want to listen to podcasts because it's there for you to listen to them that way. Uh, my nigga and yours, what's popping? What's going on, my guy? Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I got new headphones. 
I, I I, now that new I'm expensive I headphones. Yeah, they look like, these cool. are like Panasonic's. These are like hundred dollar headphones. And I called myself like investing in like in the craft because I'm always looking for new things that I can maybe like take our quality up a couple notches with. You know what I mean? Like the headphones I was using before, they weren't janky, but I didn't necessarily like kick much dollars into them. I just found nice little steal on Amazon, ordered them, and this was early into our podcasting over our new setup, you know, when we got away from the phone and we was trying to up our mm-hmm. quality shit. So I'm always looking at ways I can maybe slightly tweak the notches and tighten shit up. And I'll tell you, something about electronics, man, it's always a bunch of tweaking. It's always a bunch of uncertainty. So like I got the new headsets in the mail, plugged them in. And of course you got to like test them to see what the levels sound like, mm-hmm. how deep is the bases and shit. And this ain't even where I meant to go with this, but fuck it, while it's on my mind. <sighs> do you have a song that you go to to test bass? Like, whether it be a car, headphones, is there a certain song that you like, I need to test this bass, I need to see what this sound like. Let me go to this song real quick and nah. see how deep it's hitting. Like, is there a song for you? Well, now that you say it, <clears throat> There's one song that comes to mind. Um, I don't. I don't think particularly I have a specific song until you said that sure. just now. But I know the moment that you're speaking of. But naturally, the first song that comes to my mind is like March Madness or something like that. Like, really, March yeah. Madness? Well, you know, I'm never going to say anything negative or ill yeah. of March Madness in yeah. any circumstance. So play that at a wedding. I don't give a fuck. See what I'm saying? For for me, and I don't know. This ain't even in like my top 10 songs, but for some reason when I'm testing sound levels and highs and lows up against words and lyrics and mixes, I always go BMJR by Lil Wayne. That's a good fucking that's song. That's super wild, right? Nah, like that's, that's outside of my top 10 favorite songs. That, that, I love yeah. the song. <clears throat> it's in my top five Wayne songs, yeah. but I don't know why I always go to BMJR. I don't know what that is. Because that motherfucker be hitting. It not. It, it, and, it knocks and, crazy. And, and that's a good song to test everything. Like you say, the highs, the mids, the lows, the bass, mm-hmm. and the goddamn treble in there. Because you got to hear what Wayne's saying because he really like talking that shit all throughout. Even when Birdman come in and he phones in his little part, <laughs> I got to hear what the phone Christmas they sounds like. Like It feels like it's got everything there. They definitely put the phone filter on Birdman for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> why is he phoning that yeah, in? Yeah, why is he phoning? He have shit to say. I love in rap songs when you phone the nigga in to talk shit and he didn't write nothing down. Yo, you know what I'm saying? We got to get the jet skis charged up because it's going to be a hell of a weekend. We got beer. We got ice around our necks, nigga. We just made a hundred thou. Come back in with them niggas and kill them, Junior. Like, what did you yeah. say, bro? But why do you have to do that? But that's so interesting that you brought that up, too, because, um, you know what I'm saying? Just to share on the podcast over the over this past weekend, um, I got my real Southwesterner on. You know what I'm saying? I live in Arizona, and uh, I'm officially a truck owner. Out okay, here. I saw. <laughs> let's talk about story yeah, time. You know, it got story. To, it, it's a good story, I guess, but um, it's a trash story for real, for real. Because going to the car dealership is just trash. It's it it's is wild, so trash. Like we literally put in a shift at the goddamn car lot, fam. <laughs> like, is is you fucking, will be in there eight to nine hours? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. But like, to to keep it on subject, and then we'll move into the car story. But like, I'm in the truck, like, and I gotta fuck with the sound settings to get it right for the truck. Like, I got I have it set on jazz right now because I was fucking with it while I was like driving. But I gotta go out there in the driveway and like sit in the truck and like and really tweet. And like, I might use Birdman Jr. Now you said I might have to piss my neighbors off. Like, jazz is cool as a temporary placeholder because you know you kind of want to 
be in that I realm. Know that's where I want to be now, at. now, until you have time to really sit in this bitch yeah. and twiddle with the knobs. Yeah, I, I cycled through the few that they had in there. I seen Jazz. I was like, all right, Jazz is probably going to be the one. Because, like you say, that's that's around the area that I want to be in. But, again, I'm probably going to have to go out there and piss my neighbors off. But, um, like you say, I, I know you know about the struggle. Most people probably know about the struggle. Going to the fucking car lot to get a fucking new car is probably one of the absolute worst experiences of all time. Which is weird because getting a new car is it's tight. Exciting. Like you want a new car. Way exciting. You know, even if it's yeah. new used, like you want another vehicle, you want yeah. a new vehicle, but you don't want to go get it. Why do they make that? Why do they make that process as pleasureless as possible? And, and, and this is what I'm saying. Like I got so much game to spit on it if we really want to go into this, but like, particularly the car lot that we went to, I know a lot of them are the same way where it's kind of like the sticker price is a sticker price. Ain't really no haggling or, you know, Oh, so they're taking the haggling out the game kind of now. No, you can haggle. You haggling is not in the, in the, in the price of the vehicle. Like some places you go, you probably can get away with that. But when you go into a more established dealership, probably not, you know what I'm saying? A a lot of them will, even if it's not true, but, it's just going to be a, a hard wheeling deal trying to get the price to come down. But like okay. the negotiating is in the financing. Like the sh- yeah, the shit that they bring you out on all of them papers, you can argue all of that shit down, bro. Like, so you can argue how much you want to give them per month and shit. Like we argued a little bit, but it seemed kind of out of our control and I it, tuned it, out halfway through. It, it does seem that way. So let me, let me paint the picture here. Right. So please. Last Friday is when we got the truck. Uh, you know, me and my wife went out. We had already planned to, you know, go out and have a day, um, do some other shit. We was going to go hit the car lot, you know what I'm saying, and see what we was going to see. And she, yeah, and she had already done her research. She had actually found a truck that she wanted. It was a Durango. Um, she was like, I'm going to get a Durango. And not to get too deep into that, but, like, we were looking for the second vehicle because of a business venture that we got coming up. You know what I'm saying? We need the truck to pull some shit that we got going on. Boom, you know what I'm saying? Trying to keep it like that. So going out, she had found a Durango. It got the tow capacity. It also, you know what I'm saying, has the third row. You know, we got kids and shit. So, you know, kind of some things needed to be checked off of the box. So before we went, they had the Durango that she had picked out, moved to the side. When we got, you know, we got there, we went and took the, you know, um, took the Durango for a test drive. And as we're on the test drive, like she's driving, I'm sitting in the passenger seat and the, the, the girl that was helping us was sitting in the back and I hear her like click something in the back, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I just turned around to look because I just wasn't paying no attention. Like I had seen the whole entire truck, but like when I turned around, she was like, oh no, that was just me, you know, clicking the seat down. Like she had half of the seat down in the, in the second row. And when I turned around and I looked, I was like, damn, babe. I was like, this probably not going to work for us because the truck that we have now, like not the one that we just got, but the truck that we already have, there's bucket seats in our second row, which is where our car seats go. And then if anybody wants to get in the third row, they just go between the bucket seats to get to the third row. When the oh, Durango, so hell trying to get to that third row. Yeah. And the Durango, the second row was just bench seating. You know what I'm saying? And even like I was telling my wife, if an adult wants to get back there, like fuck the kids, like if an adult wants to get in the third row for whatever reason, like it's going to be hella difficult. Like this is probably not going to work. So like we went through the gamut. We tried to find, you know, the same similar, you know, we tried to find the right Durango. You know what I'm saying? That might have bucket seats in the second row. Of course, it was going to be like an SRT Hellcat. That was going to be like 90 fucking thousand dollars. Because you always go onto the dealership with your mind kind of on a brand or a make yeah. or a model, right? Like I want a Durango. And then you think and you even, want a Durango. You start sitting in them bitches. 
you start thinking got, about how they're going to fit into your life, and they don't really be fitting sometimes. I mean, and even now, like thinking back on how we made the decision, we probably still could have left with the Durango in real life. You know what I'm saying? But like, long story short, we ended up doing what we doing. We looked for a lot of different trucks on the lot. Like, you know, we were looking for put- basically SUVs. You know what I'm saying? That that have the tow capacity, but like we could put the whole family in conveniently. You know, without towing, if we just want to go to the mall or, you know, wherever, that could be like the primary car for the family. Um, but like I say, long story short, we ended up finding a pickup truck. We got a uh, we got a Dodge Ram 1500. You know what I'm saying? So it's it, it's my baby. But again, the, the, the haggling comes in the financing, bro. Like they started at one percentage. And then by the time we left there, it was half of what they started at. So why did you get here? Like. Why do you even have it there? Is that there for people that just don't pay attention? It's like, I just want the vehicle. I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. I'll make it work. Like, who goes into a dealership saying, I'll just make it work. I don't care. Just give me the numbers and give me the keys. Rich people. Like, but but even rich people go in with a, you know what I'm saying? Like, with a certain number that they want to pay. And, like, that's basically what it came down to when we, when we went to go get the truck. Like, hey, fam, like, these numbers that you brought me ain't terrible. But, like it got to be this number on the paper with this number. And I know these two numbers don't match on the paper, but these two numbers is what have to go together in order for me to get the truck out of here tonight. And like, I'm trying to think we got to the dealership probably like two thirty, three o'clock fan. We didn't leave until nine 30. And they was about to close, right? They no, try they were, to keep you there until no, they about to yeah, close. The, the closing hours are 9 PM. Let, we were there past closing. Let me rubber band you back a little bit to ask you a question. Okay. Now, your lifestyle is different now, I'm sure, than probably the last time you shot for a vehicle off the lot. So your priorities and things might be a little different. You got to think about car seats now. You got to think about cup holders. You got to think about childproof locks. You got to think about shit other than how deep is the base. You know what I'm saying? Like, So my question to you is, obviously, leg room probably comes first. Like, we niggas. Leg room first. Like, how do I fit under the steering wheel? It's probably first. What comes immediately second when you're getting in these vehicles after, okay, my knees fit under this wheel? I'm a, um, me particularly, I'm a cockpit dude. Like, because I do. You need all your buttons to be where, like a good cockpit? The cockpit has to work for me because I do majority of the driving around here. Like, even, like I said, when we went to go and she was going to get the Durango, like, she drove the Durango. I didn't even drive the Durango. Everything else we tested out, I drove. So, like, she literally didn't even drive the truck for the first time until yesterday. So like, you already had a bitch in the yeah, driveway. So we already had, like, we went on a test drive. I drove it there. Like, everywhere we've been in the past week, I've driven the truck. Until she went to the store yesterday, she got a truck and she drove it. But, like, I'm a cockpit dude. So, like, and that's even. So we got, we went to that lot. We was on that lot for a few hours. We found that truck. We test drove that truck. And I was like, eh, something's still telling me. Let's go around here to the other dealership and just see what they got. You know, blah, blah, mm. blah. So we went around there. Pulling at you. Yeah, well, yeah, we went around there and, you know, the service just wasn't as good as where we was at. Like, the chick that we was dealing with was really, like, she was just willing to, like, find whatever car we was looking for. Like, she was willing to spend whatever amount of time we was going to spend in that bitch to get what we needed to get. Um, so, like I said, we we had already been there for probably, like, three or four hours fucking with her when we found the truck and then was like, all right, we're going to leave. We was probably gone for less than an hour before we turned around and went right back. <laughs> and I had to, I, yeah, I had to tell, like, the lot manager, like, fam, like, nah, it's her. Like, you should probably, like, hang on to her because right. I ain't We came back her. to see her. Yeah, it ain't like, really they, about your car. She yeah, really trying to help they, us out. They brought us some trucks over at the other spot. We was like, nah, we ain't really fucking with them. Like, we just going to head back around the corner. Um but, like, I drove the truck, and in this truck, like, particularly, I know you're familiar, like, with trucks, 
used to like a column shifter. And I, even with the with the newer trucks, they have like mid shifters where they got a whole center console and it looks, you know, like a regular car shifter. Mm-hmm. Um, but on this one, and which I've seen in other cars, they have the the knob shifter. Ooh. Yeah, it has the That's knob. It has the, the knob, knob shifter. shifter is it's it's oh I'm not mad at it now. <laughs> but it was weird for like on the test drive. Like she was asking me, she was like, How you feel, babe? I was like, I like the truck, but like I feel like I want to turn the, I want to turn the volume down with the knob shifter. Like I don't want to uh, I feel like one day I'm just gonna be like, fuck it. Ah and it's gonna fuck reverse. everything up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's just something that I have to get used to. So I think some of the newer features will throw you like uh yeah. When we went shopping for our newest vehicle, we jumped in a, uh, I forget, a Dodge something, one of the Dodge newer trucks. And it was one of them push button starts. And I ain't never had a push button start. So I jumped in the cockpit and I was like, uh oh, push button. Yeah. Started it up. And my mind immediately started going, I kind of want this push button start. So we driving it around, test driving and shit. Till I realized and I looked in the back seat, kind of like you did, I looked in the back seat, I saw Cameron in the back seat with Jaden, and I was like, damn, that ain't enough room at all. Fam, like, the whole man. reason why we in here getting a family truck oh. is because I'm sick of Cameron kicking my elbows when I'm trying to sleep on the way from Albuquerque. Yep. So and if then, we get this vehicle, we're going to have less room somehow than would. we do in our fucking uh, – Little ass sedan. Yeah, we we found like an SUV, the probably like the second or third truck that we found that probably would have worked. But like we went on the test drive, and she asked me again. She was like, "Babe, how you feel about it?" I was like, "I mean, this does have everything we need." I was like, "But it feels small in here." Like I feel like me and you were sitting like leg to leg in the car. Like I don't like this. I don't like this. Like it's just not gonna work. And like I said, we was looking for essentially an SUV, and like when it just didn't work, we just kind of had to shift our focus because. Of primarily what we get in the truck for, like, like I say, without getting too deep, niggas is in the process of getting a food truck and shit. So, like, we need to pick up to pull the food truck. Like, you got to pull the shit. It, it's interesting what you go in there looking for and what you think your needs are, and then when you start trying shit on and yeah. actually trying to fit it into your actual real life, yeah, how your needs kind of shift. You know, one thing, bro, about me that I've always loved about cars and what feature that just endears me to my heart. What's that? I get it from my mom, actually. I'm a natural sunlight kind of nigga. Like, as soon as I get in from work, I start opening blinds, shoving windows open. <laughs> like, I love natural sunlight. It ain't even got to be necessarily sunny outside for real. And I'm opening windows, pulling blinds up. Right. I'm doing all that shit. So, right. I love a good sunroof, moonroof, panoramic. I love that shit. And you know, I didn't even think about the fact that I wanted one until we had already drove off the lot and didn't have one. We was like, we was driving home, hour and a half drive home from the lot. And it hit me 20 minutes from home like... But again, I didn't even look for a fucking sunroof. Yeah, again, a bitch. To, to your credit, yo, what you think you want before you get there, your needs kind of is important. Yeah, because like I said, we was going in there for an SUV and we kind of had to adjust. Like, well, we really want this for this. Like, we're not getting rid of the first truck. So, like, we still got the room to transport the family if we need to. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- this is for that. But again, like the the truck is a nice vehicle, but it it lacks some of the amenities that you know some of the other cars have. Like, this don't have push button start. It still got the key. You know what I'm saying? Like, not an old school key. Like I say, it's an 18, but like, you got to put the key in the ignition and turn that motherfucker in. Like, it, it's different. Like, it don't got power. It's a truck. It don't got power seats. Like, it's just, it's different, but like, it's still a nice ass truck. Like, I, mm. I fuck with the truck. So, like, 
we're real Southwesterners now. Yeah, I mean, bro, you really, you were really in the desert in the sand when you got a truck, bro. Everybody out this bitch got trucks, and the truck. parking spots are small than a bitch, like, a bitch, ain't they? Every parking spot is small as hell, and everybody wants to back into these shits with these double back tire trucks, and it's wild as fuck in the Southwest. Any of our Ohio listenership or friends and family that listen to this that ain't been out here yet. Wait till y'all come out here and see this shit. Like, y'all gonna think we tripping until you experience it for yourself. Because I remember the first few times I parked when we first moved out here and got out the car. Like, you know, you do the 360 spin and look behind yourself like, am I tripping? Like, these parking spots are small as shit. Oh, yeah. So now I'm definitely a far out crooked parker in my trip. Oh, yeah. You got to park out far and just be over the line just enough to where can't nobody else. You don't want to be aggressive with it, but just be on the line enough. You're only going to be able to be on one side of me. You're never going to be able to have both sides. Like, And if you're you're that close to me, I probably still might have a problem with you. That's a fact. Why'd you come way out here? Kind of keeping with the whole things that we think we want that we don't necessarily want. I was thinking about podcasting this week, right, Wes? And, you know, pod on my mind, pod on my mind. This is what we do. This is how we think. We both are like this. Like, we think about pod before it's even Thursday. We always think about pod. And I was talking to some of our uh, podcasts and brethren. Shout out to uh, Reams of the Overly Opinionated Podcast and, and the What We Talking About podcast and anybody else that we fuck with and listen to. Shout out to them because they know what the struggle is like. But I was thinking about, I'm always thinking about what we can do to keep it fresh, keep right. ourselves fresh, keep our audience uh engaged keep them having a good time and it's about to be Mm mid-april it's been january 1st since we had a guest on and i was doing that thing again i'll be doing where i'm like do we need a guest (laughs) now here's the thing not just about do we need a guest but you know I've i've talked to you a few times on here about like wanting to interview certain interesting people for sure and sometimes my mind kind of goes like should we do an interview one day? But then I, as a podcast listener, kind of hate interviews. So like when I listen to my favorite podcast and they be like, all right, today we interviewing Bruce, Bruce. Like I roll my eyes and throw my hands in there. Like, oh my God, bro. I just wanted to listen to my niggas. I didn't want to listen to y'all and, talk to him. And see, I think, see, now we potting through it right now. This is probably some like, this is, off, why I brought this, it is probably, up. this is probably some off pod shit we need to talk about. But like, I'll, we'll talk about it here. I think if we were to have a guest slash interview somebody, like it could be an interview. It could be us, you know expressing our you know uh you know giving flowers or because i'm sure the guests would have to be somebody appealing to us Um, absolutely but i think also within getting their story and you know i think we would have to tie in our show still like we need to ask it still has to be you need to be involved in our topics like you're here Mm -hmm. we want to talk to you and talk about you but we also want to ask you shit that we would normally talk about on our show and it's not going to be it's not going to be like a million dollars worth of game hey when everybody comes up here we like to ask them X, Y, and Z, and what's your favorite letter out of the shit, alphabet? Bro. Nah, fam, we're not gonna do that. Like this week, we actually want to talk about Usher and the Funny Money, nigga. How you feel about that? Like we are going to talk about. Of Usher course, we're going to talk about <laughs> but, that. <laughs> but it's like, and, and the reason why I bring this up because, like, I feel like, and I could be wrong about this, but I feel like people that listen to our podcast are podcast listeners, and I feel like they probably agree with me and you in the sense that. I listen to Dipped in Butter because I want to hear Cat and Wes. I didn't come here to hear Cat and Wes talk to a nigga they're interested in. I'm interested in them. That's why I turned this on. You know what I'm saying? And 
not to try to sound like I'm the shitter or we the shitter or nothing like that, but that's how I be feeling like when I listen to my podcast. Like when I listen to Joe Button and Joe Button has somebody on like fucking Stephen Victor, well, I'm like, man, I don't want to fucking hear from for, Stephen Victor, for, bro. For sure, and, and not for nothing, we have the ability here, just like Joe and them have. Like that person wouldn't particularly have to be a part of our show. You know what I'm saying? We could record a separate segment. And figure out how to fuck and put that shit somewhere. <laughs> slide it in the show, you know. And, and because we're good enough, we can set it up right in this recording and never, you know, give it space and drop and it in and blink. and never even blink and keep on moving what we're doing. And 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 I think that might be the better option for us if we were ever to do something like that versus something like the extra butter that we did, which I still think is a viable option on the shelf that I think some people are clamoring for, um, <laughs> you know, to get some of that Tuesday content. Be, and, and not for nothing, I feel them, bro, because even. Even with the JBP going through what they're going through, because I'm still listening, and it's you know it, it's it's growing on me week by week. Honestly, real quick, not to get on the tangent, but Trey was better than Ice and uh, <laughs> Ice and uh, Ish. It just seemed Trey just, is a podcaster, bro. Trey, I want to hear from Joe Budden's son. More Trey than I is hear def- from Ice he definitely had like a D. I, I liked when he got this talking for like, oh, you really introspective like for real, Trey. for real. You really deep with it. It seemed like Ice is still looking at the cameras. If he stops looking at the cameras, I think Ice will be fine. Like Ice, you you don't have to keep remembering that you're on a podcast, fam. Like just, just do, talk, just talk and do the podcast. But like. Damn, what the fuck was I talking about? I forgot. I knew I was going to do this to y'all. I apologize. <laughs> I was like, God, I hope I don't interject to fuck my nigga up. But no, nah, I don't know. Like, and, and the reason I wanted, why I wanted to talk about the idea of doing interviews and shit on oh, here, yeah, on the air, because yeah. we could have talked about this another time. But I like to keep our audience engaged with the way right, we're thinking right. about our, you know, intellectual intellectual property yeah. and our brand and our show and I like to make sure that our audience always feels involved. Like we ain't just making oh. decisions with the shit they like. Well, to yeah, listen to. that that's what I was saying. Even with like the JBP changing and like, I, bro, there's not many. And you already know we used to be heavy. Like I used to have kind of a strong list. There's not many podcasts that I listen to these days. Like, mm-hmm. and I find myself being mad at Joe some days. Like, nigga, where the fuck is the content? Like, yeah, like I said, I with the, we yeah with the I Patreon, the and, yeah with the Patreon and shit. But like that, that's what I find myself listening to the most days. Like I said, I find myself being upset that I can't listen to. Bri- an idiots no more like Can't. it's it's hard to listen to um the kc crew with fucking envy and his wife like that shit's Can't. still way too contrived and listen to brilliant idiots and, bro, Can't listen and, to beauty and the beast i've tried yeah and not and, and not for good. nothing bro some of Can't these other podcasts some of these other podcasts sound terrible like and i know i i know this isn't the greatest sounding podcast but like i listen back to this motherfucker a lot and we're doing better <laughs> than a lot of people like yeah, sometimes it's hard to listen past the errors yeah sure. yeah yeah so and like I, I don't know fam but we'll figure it out we'll figure it the fuck i don't out. know i just want to bring that up to you about like things like that uh and i agree with you like if we was to have somebody on and do an interview style thing like we would have to do it our way we would have to definitely sandwich it in between the way we normally do our content because the last thing i ever want our like listeners to do is to feel cheated because they waited all the way to Friday for the show to come out. Friday got here and then they got some shit they didn't ask. Yeah, and they got to so now I gotta wait a whole nigga. another week yeah. to get the content that I came here for. It's just whack to me. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be trying to be extra conscious of making like radical decisions like that. Because as a podcast listener, I know how it feels to feel cheated when yeah. the podcast day comes up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good thing these niggas didn't listen when it was three of us. <laughs> cheated all the time all speaking the time. of cheated bro uh did you see peter guns is the host of the new revamped oh, cheater show? Damn, did I, you see 
what? I thought this was a joke or a parody. I it was a joke too. I almost like I almost wanted to Google it to make sure it wasn't a joke because you know we come on this motherfucker at least once a week and give false information. Of course we do. But I thought about Googling it, but then I was like, "It's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Like, I don't need to know for sure." The clip, the clip that I saw, I just didn't believe that this was an official Cheaters production. And then to have Peter Guns as the host, like, there's no fucking way. This has to be a very, very sick joke. Can you have a cheater chicken cheaters? Yes, no. right. No. Well, may, well, yes, maybe you can because then, like, the host can tell you, like, "Hey, fam, like, nah, like, for real, they really doing like." Maybe That's what I'm saying. They had Hannibal Lecter catch Buffalo Bill versus a Joey Greco. Which have we ever? We I know we've never discussed this. Like, how do you feel about Joe E Greco? Who like, why did you have to do that, bro? You know your name is Joey. Chill. You know your- and then second, <laughs> me and my me and my wife used to stay up late nights watching Cheaters. Like Cheaters was hey, our jam. Like Cheaters, Cheaters was one of the Cheaters is a five star fucking show. I don't care what anybody star. has to say. Like very low budget like, show, very high quality of entertainment. Fam, listen, and I know you're gonna feel me on this. I kind of liked Joe E. Greco's snarky little smart aleck ass attitude. Like he was the I best. Like the host he used that, to like to talk to niggas like he was above making mistakes. Yeah, he was the best host that they had for sure. Like besides yeah. another white boy was creepy. Like. He was. I don't, yeah, I don't and even Joey know Greco, his name. Did he get stabbed for this shit? He like, you gotta got to give it to Joey. He definitely got stabbed over. He <laughs> definitely got to give it to Joey. He definitely got stabbed on a boat, like not even on land. Like you had a. You're really not emergency. even close to help. Like you had bro, a really don't stab me on a boat. Where I got to paddle to my rescue. But now, like Joey got stabbed and immediately went to like death. Like Joey got stabbed. You would have thought he was going to die out. on camera. Yeah. And he was reporting to niggas like, I've just been stabbed. I've just yeah. been stabbed. Like, fam, I, clock out for a minute, bro. When like, it, niggas it, that don't clock out tickle me. Like, you still listen, on the job, bro. When it comes to, to host and reporters, Joe E and goddamn Chris Hansen deserve their respect. They stay okay? on the job. They on the, on the fucking job. job. Chris don't have, matter what. Chris be like, hey, no, no, no. Where are you going? Come back. Sit down. Sit down. Come sit down and talk to, to me. Come talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Chris Hansen know how to get out of a question like a bitch, don't he? Like Chris Han- they'll be like, "Are you the police? We can he'd talk about like, that well, in a minute, right yeah, now." He'd be like, set well. the pizza down. <laughs> well, well, first sit down the pepperoni pizza, and we can get to that in a second. Like nigga, I asked you if hey, you're the police. No, There's that's straight facts. They'd be like, "Are you the cops?" He'd be like, "Well, we'll figure that out in a second." Um, <laughs> but first, I'm gonna I need you to answer a few out. questions for me. And them idiots just be sitting there like. Like, bro, if you don't turn your back and run, nigga, like, you, how have you never been in a situation in your life where you've never known that it's time to just run? Yeah, it's not going to do you no good in this situation, but goddamn, like, you just want to say, you want to, you just going to, nigga, be like, nah, I'll, I'll talk to you. Fuck it. I, I'm here. I'll talk to you. It, it blows my mind that not one of them niggas threw the bag of Taco Bell at Chris Hansen's face and ran out the garage door. Damn, I, I watch some of those clips just for fun these days, and I am so baffled at how Chris Hansen did not get the brakes put on him at least how once. nobody never jumped on him? Like, I nobody... Listen, I would have. I would have never been there, first of all. Yeah. But two, in that situation, you got to jump over that kitchen island, bro. Like, that kitchen island cannot stop you from ringing out or, Chris or the, Yeah, or these idiots ask the question, are you the police or are you her father? Like, either one is bad. You should just want to fight. You should just want to fight. Either one of them, you got to fight your way out of that you kitchen. fight your bro. way out, bro. Like, bro, them, them fresh baked cookies not going to help you. And then not, not only do Chris come out, Chris come out and then about three or four camera crew people sneak out behind him 
with the shit out. You be like, oh, this, cue. Is, this, is this, shit, this is terrible. This is terrible. Crazy. <laughs> it, 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 I, bro, to catch a predator at one point was the most captivating television oh, I, show on oh, air for sure. I'm sure to catch a predator surpassed American Idol at some point in time. Bro, it probably beat Martin some weeks, bro. I'm sure. Like, I'm it had sure. to be. I remember chopping it up with my like when To Catch a Predator first kind of came out. Me and my dad like kind of bonded over it. Like, you know, when you ask somebody if they're watching something, you ain't quite sure if they are. And I was like, Dad, you ever watch that? Uh, you know, you gotta fake like you don't really know what it's called. Right, that, right. Uh, that Predator <laughs> Catchers or yeah, it's yeah, something yeah, that, on ABC. Yeah, ABC. Uh, I'm talking about Dateland. <laughs> you watch that Dateland show? He's like. To catch a pro- oh man, I watch that show every night. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you watch it too. Like, yeah, nah, you you had, had as creepy as the premise of the show is. Like, it's it was almost unbelievable to see the motherfuckers be able to come back every week with a whole show full of goddamn motherfuckers pulling up to this house. Like, oh, this is disgusting, disgusting, bro. Uh, but to get off of that, man, so we can get to this list of topics so we can talk about the shit that we love to talk about in the world because everybody comes here for their news right. six days late because if right. you don't get it from us six days late, then how are you going to navigate it, the water cooler? It never happened. It never happened. Uh, oh, did you hear Russell Wilson and Sierra are going to be hosting a COVID-19 vaccine telethon? I knew you didn't hear this one. This is going to be the least watched telethon ever. <laughs> as soon as I read it, I was I rolled my eyes and I was like, telephone niggas don't even got landlines. Like, how are you gonna pledge money over the phone? Like through text? Most uh, most black Americans, fuck it, we'll talk about that even though I guess they ain't talking to us, but fuck it, I'll say all Americans because we we're the vibe. Most Americans have gotten rid of their cable and just pay for twelve different streaming services. Nobody right. that, that amounts to cable by the way. Telethon, yeah. Nobody's gonna see this fucking telethon. And like, I don't, that's not even one of the things that make me want to like, this is not like a Jay-Z and Beyonce are hosting a telethon. I might want to tune in to see what this shit looks like. Russell and Sierra, meh. Nah, I don't need to see it. I don't need to see, I don't I need to see the clips. It looks, like the price, know, it looks like them on The Price is Right. I know exactly. For sure. You know what it immediately made me think about though? I don't know if it was last week or the week before when we was talking about how every step they take to try to make taking the vaccine cool they suck the cool right out of it. Yeah. And when I read this, I was like, another prime example. If you want to make anything not cool no more, just telethon it, bro. Like telethon you could, it. bro, you could telethon for Adidas Yeezys and niggas would be like, you know what? I don't think I'm over with. Hey, I'm yeah. done with Yeezys. And listen here, Johnson and Johnson got the vaccines looking bad right now. I know Moderna and Pfizer ain't really caught no smoke, but Johnson and Johnson got the vaccine conversation looking real, real sketchy right now. Bro, as a nigga that got the sick, when I heard about what was going on with the Johnson & Johnson, I knew I didn't have Johnson & Johnson, and I still checked my card to make sure, like, bro, this say Pfizer, right? I got the yeah. Pfizer, right? And bro, That even, shit is scary, even, even just like you said, when you told your story, my wife said the same thing, just hearing it from other people, like, hearing the story from anybody who got the vaccine is not a great advertisement for going to get that motherfucker, man. Like, ah... And see, like, even when I came on here and told the story as, like, one of the first people we knew that had it, I felt like, and not saying that our podcast is that fucking important, but I did feel like I had to tell it straight up. You know what I'm saying? Like, although I am an advocate for taking a vaccine as it is, and I understand that there's risks with it, and I would like for people to get it, but I ain't trying to force nobody to get it. I felt it was my duty to tell the truth. Like, of course, a nigga could come on here and my... It was fine. Nothing didn't happen to me, bro. You acting like black scare people. Go get fixed. 
But you got to fucking keep it real, bro. Like, that shit, it hurt, and I don't like needles, and it made me sick as fuck, bro. Like, what you want me to do? They know that shit. They know when they put the sick in you, what it's about to do to you, bro. So, I don't know. Yeah, man. It just seemed like everybody catching a little bit of some side effect. Like, for the most part, it seems like, you know, where you usually hear people be like, nah, it ain't never really happened to me. You hear the few people saying, like, yeah, nah, I got fucked up. Like, you're hearing majority of people be like, nah, I went, I went down for a day or two or my yeah. arm was fucked up. Or, like I said, I talked to my dad. My dad, I, I think he might be all the way vaxxed up now. Like, I think he got his second shot or he's getting a second shot maybe tomorrow. I don't know, but he vaxxed up at this point. But that's, you know, what he was saying. He was like, I went and got my first shot. He was like, I ain't have no issues. He was like, I went and got poked in my dominant arm. He was like, because that's what the nurse said. Like, get it in your dominant arm because that's the motherfucker that's always moving the most. You shouldn't have no soreness. He was like, so I've been cool the whole time for real, for real. He was like, I ain't had no issues. So, again, it's different strokes for different folks, but it just, hearing all the different stories don't make me be like, yeah, I'm getting it. <laughs> it right don't make you line. just want to grab your car keys. Yeah, but again, it's getting um, probably dangerously close in time for me to have to go get it because I got shit. I got shit coming up. Like, I probably like need to have it. Like, I'm not about to be in my comfort zone, you know what I'm saying, for various different things. So, like, Probably gotta go get poked with the with the yoke and come back out to the world. <laughs> poked with the yoke. Yeah. For sure. Cause niggas got decision to make. I know me and my family are looking to travel here in the next couple of months. And it made me have to sit down with the wife, be like, hey, I can't like I I never wanted to come across forcefully and be like, you need to get go get vaxxed, nigga. We about to travel. But I did want to be like, okay, well, if you're not going to get vaxxed, we need to make this decisions before we start trying to get right. on a plane and right. go into one of the fucking COVID-19 hotbeds. Hot, hot. Columbus, Ohio, I'm looking at you motherfuckers mm-hmm. that don't believe COVID is real and that the vaccine is a fake. And I don't know what's going on with my people right now, but y'all are just the hotbed for nonsense right now. Indeed. And you said something about traveling with your wife. So I want to ask you a question. I was going to wait to ask you later in this podcast. But, but we're here. We, yeah, let's have a homie moment right here, right dab smack in the middle of this motherfucker. Why do they need us? Why do who need us? Our wives. Why do they need us? Particularly when it comes to traveling. And maybe maybe this is maybe this is really the first time you're hearing about this and maybe we're really having this conversation. You might have stumbled on some shit that you that like you might have just found a spider's nest because I check this just, out, right? Okay. You said why do they need us? Specifically when it comes, when it comes to, to traveling, traveling and shit. I'm in. Yes. I don't book the flight. I don't check the gates. <laughs> I don't, I carry bags. I do that. I do that. Like I'll let carry me, almost me, everything I can physically carry, but let me sum it up for you. I don't book the the rental car, the hotel. I literally like once we get to the parking lot of the airport, West, my mind literally t- shuts down. Like it goes not, into power save mode. See, I don't is, help at all, bro. This, this is what I was about to say. I activate in traveling day of. Day of is when I'm responsible for execution. Like you, you book, I will, I will make I'll sure, make sure shit the is train done. is moving to where we need to get it to. Like I know all of the information from what you booked, but I have to make sure all of this, like we have to, this is a business now that we're on the move. We have to make sure all these parts are moving and everybody is aware. You you low-key uncovering some of my scum right now. Cause dig this. As we're talking about it and I'm thinking about it more, even the night before, because we always take red eyes early, early, early in the morning, right? Like we are always going to put our stuff in the trunk of the car at 3.45 a.m. to go to the airport because our flight leaves at six. Like mm-hmm. we are early flyers, right, right? right? It's the best way. Even the night before. 
when my wife was like double checking bags and putting chargers in front pockets and counting socks, you know what I'll be doing? Sleep. I'll be in a fetal position with two blankets See? over my head nah, I'm, and the I'm, fan on high, bro. I'm good. I'm, I'm good a piece with, of shit, I think, bro. Nah, I'm good with stuff like that. Like I'll put my stuff out and I'll make like is it's like I'm because I'm I'm the logistics dude. Like, so like I I'm all about time. Like, hey, we need to be leaving this here. This is exactly how much time, time. We need. So like yeah, this yeah. needs so that way I can just take the bag down in the morning. I can do what I need to do. And don't nobody really gotta be in nobody. I'm doing all bag. the physical shit yeah, though. I'll carry the, every bag. The, that's what I'm saying. I'm not just like, taking my bags. I'll take my bags. I'll put Cameron's bag over my shoulder. Babe, if you want me to take your bag, I can put that on my wrist yeah, yeah, yeah. while I put the book bag on. Like I would do all the physical shit. Yeah, this is this is a whole machine that has to move well. But I asked that specifically because my wife turns to me the other day. And she goes, babe, you need to talk to Kat and you need to encourage your friend that him and his wife need to come out here this weekend, X, Y, and Z, Blase, Skip. And I was like, what? I gotta do that? And she was like, I'm already talking to Donovan about it and it sounds like it's going to be a thing. I was like, so you don't need me to talk to my <laughs> right. It sounds like y'all already planned it. It sounds like this is already done. And like she so was let, like, let, yeah, I think so. Like, I think so. Let me tell you, though, I think I might have accidentally hit the brakes on it because she was like, hey, babe, I was talking to Jay. And though I think the wives got a we planning a trip in June. And I was like, OK, so how is this going to work? She was like, well, you know, it's only really like an eight hour drive over today. Crib. I was like, babe, we don't do eight hour drives no more. I was like, listen, that's too close to the Ohio trip. You're yeah. bugging. Yeah. Eight hours drive is Ooh. crazy. Eight hours there and eight hours back is crazy. Eight hours. For a weekend is crazy. It's eight too hours close. Is, eight hours is a commitment. I could do it because eight hours don't bother me. Eight hours of driving is that's a, that's a day's worth of work. What? You work eight hours a day. Like you could that's drive true. for eight hours. That ain't nothing. But you know how many podcasts I have to save up to get through that eight hour drive? Like I got to not listen to Joe for a week and a half. You got to do what you got to do, man. But I told her, I was like, well, why don't we maybe like kind of shake the June thing off, do this Ohio trip, and then that way we could do the Arizona trip more comfortably. If we knock the Ohio trip out, then when we go visit Wes, we can like go make this a real thing and not like make it so skeevy. You know what I'm saying? Like we can really like etch some time out and really do it correct. Now, I want to put this on record. We are saying all of this. We have no clue. What is no, it? we don't know. <laughs> we don't yeah, know anything. You made all the suggestions you want to make, and you could just be on a flight sometime in June, and you don't have a clue. I just said all of this shit. We could be coming back in episode eighty three. Like, so we're gonna be seeing each other soon. <laughs> yeah. We don't know shit, bro. <laughs> we, don't I don't, know I, we already it. discovered that I don't play a part in planning anything. So, no, no, and no, I like no. it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I it's, like it. That it's, way. it's all right with me. But again, that's a when she when she turned around and she said it to me, I literally wrote it down on my paper. What the fuck do they need us for? Um, and I just felt. It was pertinent to bring that up here on the podcast because I think again that's uncovering something else. Like, shout out to wives. Wives are awesome, and I'll just yeah, wives are dope. Definitely fucking awesome. Definitely, I I gotta protect my black woman because I don't know what I'm gonna do without her. I don't even know how to pay my bills. I don't know any of the passwords to pay my bills, so she gotta stay alive. That might be a deeper conversation because like that's real, fam. I like I I know how to figure it out. But like right now, sitting here right sitting here right now, fam. If somebody was to call me and be like, "What's this?" I'd be like, "Fam, you know you are talking to the wrong person." I haven't paid a bill myself. I think since two thousand two, because I had to call. I had to call some people yesterday for some business that me and her got, and like was like, "All right, I'm gonna send this to you." And I was like, "All right, that's cool, but can you send it to her also?" (laughs) Bro, I'm on the same (laughs) shit. If you really want this done, if you really want this done, you'll send it to my wife. 
uh, is there anything that you definitely, bro, look, we're doing it again. We're getting late in the podcast. We so let's get to the important shit, bro. We're doing it again, bro. We are. Okay. Uh, there is one thing, and this is just for me listening to last week's podcast that I just want to mention. This is not even quick, and maybe you can help me. But I want to put the word bitches in context. Um, because was you talking bitches a lot last week? I was killing <laughs> the bitches button last week, okay? What's up with you? I don't know, but I really, and I hate to, you know, sound like a broken record, but like what Cat Williams said when it comes to bitches is true. When I say bitches, I'm not talking about you personally. It's just because I don't know your name. But I yeah, do. I don't know your bitches' names. Yeah, I want to make a proclamation here that I'm going to try to do better with the bitches word because again i'm just using it in context of whatever story i'm telling it's not derived some it's all about the tone definitely check my tone because sometimes when i'm saying bitches i mean bitches like <laughs> the way that it's meant to be meant but like bitches plus, like plus beautiful black women don't sound as good when you're talking on a podcast with the homies like it just don't sound as good especially when you're talking about the bitches like that's <laughs> that's but that's all i uh, want to say about last week we can move around besides some other okay. funny you said last week but i'll tell you that personally <laughs> <laughs> all right bet okay let me go let me go to my list of news i guess we could i want to talk about usher i want to talk about lil wayne i want to talk about Kyrie irving and i don't know where to put either of these okay let's start with the thing that i do know because i don't know anything about the rest of the things that you just named besides okay. us so let's start with let's start with funny money okay so apparently and i, I want to say apparently because i have updated news on this but apparently it was going around this past week that usher was in vegas throwing fake money on strippers the money had usher's face on it <laughs> now you know me i'm a weird nigga and i find humor in nooks and crannies bro to me the funniness wasn't in that it was counterfeit it wasn't in the fact that it had Usher's face on the fake money. It wasn't in the fact that it looked like a coming to America prop. I was laughing at the fact that he used a picture of himself from like 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usher be having a whole identity crisis out here. Like, bro, yeah. why you ain't use a recent picture of you on the money? Why did you, like, bro, this is back when I was on fire, bro. Use this one. Usher is one of them use this picture, nigga, ain't he? I thought it was a, he's definitely a use this picture ass nigga, but I, I thought it was one of them old album covers. Cause when I looked at it, I was like, this it was, looks I think like, it's like old Raymond versus Raymond or something it like that. When he used to get like the, that, the Tour de France haircut when he made that thing. Yep. 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 And he made sure to give niggas the Tour de France picture. And I was like, Usher, you don't even wear that no more. See, don't like, put that on the money. I, like this, this, this brings up so many questions. Like There's a lot of questions. One, Okay, you got the funny money. We know getting money is like not, I don't even want to say it like that, but getting the money with your face on it is probably not a hard feat at this point. You know what I'm saying? No, there's movie props, there's all types of props, fake money. They do that in the music videos. Like that, that's no surprise. But like to travel from your home in Atlanta to Las Vegas with however much of this money that you, I'm, I'm going to go with apparently the suitcase that we've saw with this money is probably the amount of money that you took with you to Vegas. Um, but then like who, like this, this, did you just walk up to the club and nobody vetted this money? They just seen you with the money and was like, oh, you got to let Usher in. Like, Usher probably still just has that past period without the money. Yeah, you just let Usher oh, in. Usher's you don't here. You got to let Usher in. in. Like, he got his own. But, like, that, I would think that would probably be a thing. Like, I, I don't know. what Are you allowed? Well, I know in regular people. But, like, as a celebrity, you should probably get your money from the club. Like, that would probably be a good deal because they're probably not going to charge you as much. Like, to come in with your money is probably crazy, but... I'm I, I'm retired from the strip club life. I never got that deep in. I don't know that much. But like then, not only I guess the part that would piss me off, and not I'm really thinking about it. 
if I'm a dancer and like I'm in the club all night and like after I finish dancing whatever section I'm dancing or on the stage, I just scoop my money up and not till later when I'm sorting out my bills that I got to go through all of these motherfuckers. Like I can't just count up all the money. I got imagine sitting. I got to get your money up out of here. Imagine sitting on a bleacher bench in front of a basketball locker that was ripped out of a junior high school basketball locker room, trying to take off your eight inch platform heels to count your money after a long, hard night of stripping to realize you have confessional counterfeits all in your bra. (laughs) Like, can you imagine, bro? And you know what bothers me about this shit, though, that niggas ain't talking about? He had too many denominations of fake ones. Yeah, he like, had a lot of different If he had days. a bunch of fake ones, then I'd be like, yeah, okay, was bro, you was promoting. He had 50s, 20s ones. Man, like, why you got so many ima- Just imagine how hard a bitch got to twerking for hundreds. When you see the blue stripe coming out and you don't recognize, and then you get back you to the locker room. You know he was room. being choosy with which ones he was giving us. Of course, and you get back to the locker room and you see a usher hanging out your G-string. Like, a usher. Like, is are you kidding me? Is this an Ursh? Like, I can't, I can't spin this nowhere. Like, gross. I like, I want to know. And maybe this is my problem with it. I mean, there's a problem with it. Period. Like, there's this, all kinds of problems. This might be a federal fucking offense. Like, if we really want to get down this to is it, a crime, bro. <laughs> like, this like really might crime. be a federal fucking offense that he went out and did this to people. But dig this though, Wes. Walk with me here now. I do have some up-to-date news on this. Okay. From his camp, his bodyguards that were there and everything, even the 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 Las Vegas club he was in said, we would always invite Usher back. Not only did he tip the dancers handsomely, he spent a lot of money on drinks. He was in here spending money. He said, uh, he said in the camp, said, this was a misunderstanding. Yes, we did have Usher dubs in the club. Usher, Usher Dubs in the club is an owl. Yes, he had Usher Dubs in the club, but these were promotional items to promote an upcoming possible residency for Usher in Vegas. Now, here's the thing. In them explaining it, for me, it posed more problems. Like, I gained more issues with them saying, nah, bro, that was promotional money. We paid them well. We just was in there throwing the promo money to let niggas know Usher was in the house. And my mind went, fam, promotional money is something you pass out on the boardwalk. Right. If you want us to know that Usher about to have a residency and you want to stir up the Usher hype in Vegas, this ain't where you pass it out, where where niggas is looking for real money all night. You don't pass that out here. That's that's an announcement that you make, fam. Again, I'm going back. This got to be a federal crime. Like, why are you even throwing this money in the club, fam? Like, again, like if a nigga was to come bring you your back end money and it had usher bills mixed in the motherfuckers, you would be mad as shit. Like, fam, can you imagine us trying to pass out dipped in butter stickers with fake weed attached to it right outside the dispensary? <laughs> like, can you imagine how many problems that would pose? Like, you don't do that here. It just don't do that somewhere else. It just don't make no sense. Because again, I can't give you the back end money with the promotional things and they're talking about some IDs is just hints at the next contract I want you to uh sign for me, man. Like, no, I need my and it, like again, like you probably should have told people ahead of time, but again, like mixing that with the real that's probably really where the attitude and the headache comes from because fam, I have to separate this from the actual money that I did make. <laughs> And then I, I have even to think about and then, that. And then I have to look at what I thought in my head I was making as I was dancing. And again, a bitch probably broke her back when she saw them blue strips 
coming out of coming out the Usher band. <laughs> and she probably up. she probably stepped over a real 20 to get to an Usher like if you want you want to know what it probably would have made it better if the after statement like you said now that you have more information was like hey we allowed Usher to throw his promotional money. We allowed our strippers to bring it back to us and turn it in for actual the real money. Artists. There you that go. would have made it, that would have made it way better. But you just in there talking about some. We just trying to promote my residency. Like nigga, fuck out of here, bro. I'm never coming to that shit. Can I use this? Can I use this money to buy for your fucking residency? Right. If I got to usher, not window, can I buy my ticket to your show? I bet you the answer is no. Not for nothing. When that residency starts, I don't know how many times he's gonna be able to do caught up in there. Like Usher got like a good twenty twenty five, but I just don't know how. I don't know how and to. Then I seen the meme and like I posted it because I fuck with that. It said Harriet Tubman looking at Usher get on bills before her, and I just thought that that was funny. Like I thought that that was hilarious. Like Usher, you just had to one up Harriet Tubman. Like that's Bro. who you after right now. Release the Dubmans, please. Like how long please. we gotta wait? This is I don't even want them now. I think Usher ruined the rollout. Uh, do we do it here? Is this the part of the show we do it? I didn't want to do it right at the top. We spent a lot of time I mean, on it we, last week, but we, we got to yeah, do we it. We have to do it. We have to. We, I mean, we're, right. we're a semi hip hop. Well, we are a hip hop yeah, podcast, but like producing this podcast is not a particularly music. And it's podcast. been like a week. So fortunately for us, like it's, it's had it's, it's time to live in the culture. We don't got to like, do it so appropriately nah, because bro, it's kind of. I ain't even going to lie to you. It still feel like yesterday. I didn't even think I was going. I didn't feel like I didn't think I was going to feel this type of way about it, bro. But I actually. Oh, so like, it's hitting you different. Okay, let's I'm talk little, about it then. I'm a little sad about it. Let's talk about it then. Rest in peace to Earl Simmons, uh, known to the rap community as DMX, Darkman X, Mr. Dog Bark, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> um, much respect. Long, illustrious career, a man that you could kind of hang your hat on and knowing that thieves have rules. He taught us a lot. He showed us that you could put a chink in Jay-Z's armors. There's not really, you can never say too much about DMX. And I'm saying this as somebody that was never the biggest DMX fans, right? a fan, but I do understand his impact and I will never not respect what I saw that man do to the game, especially in 1998. That shit was insanity man it's like 98 to 0102 for real for real he kind of a shit if you really want to extend it probably 0506 is probably his really whole run from 98 to 06 he probably really really put it down so you know to 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 double down and reiterate like i said we probably won't spend too long here because i guess it just is what it is at this point but like rest in peace to dmx i kind of i kind of knew after day two when they were talking about he was on the ventilator and nothing was really you know, kind of happening. It was kind of, it was kind of, which a, is kind of why we did uh, this last week. Yeah, it was, it was a bad sign. And then, um, excuse me, that was gross. Um, you crying? No, 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 I burped. I'm Do we need to edit out the podcast? Right. And then his manager came out and was like, yo, like, hey, everybody cut the rumors and shit. Like, his family is going to make a statement tomorrow. And when he said that, I was like, oh, that's going to be the moment where they're going to have to make that decision because I can only like, I'm I'm sure he was dead already. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially when you come to making it like, and I can only imagine and that's a whole nother. Cause that's really what I had written down in relation to it. If we really want to go into it, like not only not having to be like the family of the person making that decision, but like being in that position and being on the other side, like what would you want your family to do if you were in that type of state? And then like, what do you, what do you think of? Cause I don't think we've ever talked about this on the podcast. What do you think of the afterlife? Like, what do you think it is? God damn. You want to do all that? I did. 55 I wrote, minutes in? I wrote it down. Fuck it. Here we are. 
right. Uh, all right. I'll, man, Jesus, this nigga want to do a podcast. Uh, so, okay, let's first address the whole, if I'm in that state, if I'm in those shoes, God forbid, if I'm on that bed and I somehow could have the wherewithal to give this to my loved ones to say, if I'm ever in this condition, do me this favor. You know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, I think it's weird to even try to comprehend that state because I could tell you all day long right now, Wes, right? Like, Hey, if I'm ever a vegetable and I can't hug my kids and kiss my wife and watch the office repeats, like I don't want to be here. I could say that all day, but you don't know what your fight is like in that bed. You know what I'm saying? Like in them last moments, your brain might be saying, I want to try my best to kiss my kids one more time. You know what I'm saying? Like if I can't walk, maybe I can just look at my grandma's face. You know what I'm saying? Like you never know what you really going to want until that shit is really on your plate. So I guess right now I could say the way I'm feeling today on episode 83, I could say like, if I'm an absolute vegetable and we've kind of had this talk a little bit bit. about like, if I'm so handicapped, go ahead and let my wife go date. You know what I'm saying? I think it kind of plays into that theory a little bit, a little bit and saying like, if I'm a vegetable, I don't want to be, or I don't want to use the words dragging my family down, but like I know what it's like to go in the hospital every day right. to see a loved one, right? Because Cameron was in the NICU. And I know how hard that is because it puts your life on a bit of a pause. You know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't want my loved ones and family and friends to be sitting up every day wondering about the state of cat right. for weeks and months at a time. Like I need y'all to go on with y'all's lives and celebrate me like get to the celebrating me part like that's why we think it's so fly that that, that the homie had he was at his funeral yeah i think that's kind yeah. of a way you can cheat that situation yeah. and kind of be True. at your funeral True. to be able to call it yourself and be like give me my kisses while i can feel them kiss me on my forehead and go ahead and hit the switch i don't know bro think, right 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 i think in my brain right now just listening to all of this um I think if I'm in that type of state where I'm hooked up to shit and I'm not getting no better on my own, I think you might I think give me a week, man. Give me a week. If I ain't doing no better in a week, man, you probably sit got sit me up in the bed, turn on Martin real, real loud, and just give me a week. Yeah, give me give me a week. Like if don't nothing happen in a week, like if it's just not looking good. And of course, use use your better judgment. I ain't never gonna tell my wife, like, hey, do this, but like, hey, make whatever you feel like doing. Shit, if you wanna leave a nigga laid up in the hospital 90 whole days, I don't give a shit. That's up to you, girl. But just know. After a week, like I'm probably this is what I wanted. Like, let uh, me ask you this because let I like, you this. but I like how you said it though. Like, let's get to the celebrating me part. Like, not yeah, the worrying about if I'm ever gonna come out of this part. Like, just celebrate me. I fuck with that. Let Let me ask you this, and this kind of came up as you was talking. Do you feel like your wife would respect your wishes, no matter how hard those wishes are? I feel like if I told her seven days, she might go nine or ten just to be defiant. But I feel like after those extra three days, like I feel like it will. I feel like because I would have that conversation with her, it would weigh on her so heavy after those seven days that she would like it would have to be some type of like real, you know, because I love like some type of connection still. Like, babe, you would have to feel like, nah, like, all right, I'm doing this for me now, like, because I know how he feels. Like, it don't, if it don't look like I'm coming back, if there's no hope, no, if nobody's giving you no hope or optimism, like, of course, go with your gut feeling, do what you feel you need to do again. If you feel like, nah, I'm going to get a nigga 90 days to sit up in the bed if he come back to life, do what you do, boo-boo. But again, like from my standpoint, again, because I like how you said it, I don't want you sitting up here worried about me after so long. Like, yeah. just just get to celebrating me because that's 
that's going that's going to help you more than worrying about me for the next 90 days for real for real see i i know i'm gonna have to put checks and balances in place for my best friend just because i know how my wife gets down like i've been trying to tell her for the past six years that i want to be cremated and uh she don't she ain't hearing me bro like she keeps telling me no and i'm like it's not your vessel you gotta burn me up your love i keep telling you what i want your lovers can't fathom that man that's almost like telling them like the house on fire while i'm still in this bitch fam and just watch me yeah, burn me up and put me in a couple necklaces. I'm cool. Like I don't want you spending a bunch of money on a grave plot and a casket that nobody ain't gonna touch after one day. And like, don't do this, bro. Like, just burn me up the cheapest way possible. Put me in the sole of your Air Maxes and keep it pushing, bro. I, let me ask you this, because I don't want to. I don't want to get into our dipped and butter shit and not give DMX the proper attention that he deserves. Because I know we talked about this last week and we unfortunately did kind of speak on him like he was already gone. But let me ask you this. What's your favorite DMX moment? Not song, not album, because I'm sure that's been done to death. But what's your favorite DMX moment? Favorite DMX moment. I can give you mine if you need time to think. Yeah, go ahead. My favorite DMX moment. And like this is, it's going to sound like I'm just being funny, but this was really my favorite moment because it told me a lot about the character in the man that DMX is. I remember when, what album was this? Was this, it wasn't Take Care. Whenever Drake dropped the How's It Going Down. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is my favorite DMX moment. Yeah. He he dropped the How's It Going Down flip. Everybody loved it. It rung off. Next circle, you know, rotation of interviews come around. Niggas is asking DMX how I feel about it. DMX is DMXing, right? Like, he is not in tune with what the new niggas is doing. He don't care what the new niggas is doing, and we love him for that. So they asked him about it, and he, like, he said some shit to the effect of, ain't Drake the soft nigga? I don't want him touching my shit. Fuck is you doing, nigga? Like, you too soft to fuck with DMX bars. I don't like that shit. Get that shit the fuck out of here. Here's my favorite part of the moment, though. He heard the song. He heard what kind of nigga Drake was. He loved he it. He doubled back to he apologize. Doubled. And that's what I was about to say. Like, he, he doubled that's back. my that's favorite X moment. And it almost kind of doesn't, like, the first moment almost kind of doesn't embody who we really know X as. Like, he's a freedom of expression. We, we know he only fuck with real niggas, but like, mm-hmm. like you say, he went back and he did his due diligence and he got that. He um, got it. I, I yeah. love that about him. Like, sure, I might have talked my shit when I first heard yeah. what was going on, but I didn't have all the information. And when I got it all, I doubled back and said, nah, homie is nice. He's a great guy. I spoke to I him. love that he did Great. that record for me. Yeah, and I, I matter of fact, I went, I meant to go look and see what Champagne Poppy had to say. I'm sure he had something to say. I just hadn't sure. uh, been able to check on it. But I, that that's a good moment. I think the moment that stands out through me jogging my memory is uh when he was driving the whip impersonating a police officer and he got in trouble the one time. <sighs> I forgot about that. That was a really good story. I remember that, that like in real time. Um, I think that I miss you video, the the opening of the video with him there. I think that's a good DMX moment for sure. I've um, said on record several times that DMX prayers make me uncomfortable and I still stand do. on that. Yeah, but yeah. The, the beginning of the I miss you video, it still gets me. Bro. Yeah, not and it's going to get me even it's, harder. Yeah, oh, pause. Jesus. Yeah, but some of them not are on hard. X. <laughs> Some of them are powerful. It's gonna get me hard. Yeah, I think my most recent favorite X moment is Wait, stop podcasting for a second. I just said it's gonna get me harder, bro. On record. But you said pause though. So like I'm trying to I'm trying to get you out of this thing. You still 
<laughs> you want to be there. Um, I think my most favorite recent DMX moment is um, from the verses with Snoop, which I went back and I watched. Fam, that is such a vibe to watch. It was good. all over. It was, it, was, it was it was it was better than I gave it credit for. I and think. I love that it was good in the moment, and it we was. can go back and it's greater. It was great. But we don't have to look back and be like, "Damn, bro, we took this for granted." Like niggas knew what we were seeing yeah. as we were seeing it, and I love like, that. Even still, like back, like even him and Snoop, the whole verses, not just the DMX part. Like the whole verses is fire, but like. A favorite moment of mine from that thing is when Snoop get to ask how many people in there, and they tell him how many, and he was like, "Shit, that shit look like ten people. I don't know the fucking difference. Like, <laughs> I can't see all the motherfuckers out. Like, it was just a real moment. Like, it was real. Old like, shit. I don't care. Like, and you, and, and not even for nothing there. Like, I hate to, because I I know I heard him kind of allude to this on other podcasts, but like, I feel like the verses was DMX's gift to us. Like, mm. maybe he knew. You know, like in some I got this last little way, bit for y'all. I got this last. He got a little gave, bit of candy in my pocket yeah. here. He gave us what he had. And I've heard niggas back from the city talk about, you know, when he came there last year, a year before, he put on a phenomenal fucking show. Like, and that's some people's favorite show now, like from just seeing him that recently, not even in his prime. Like that that says a lot about DMX. So like he definitely deserves everything that he's getting right now. Besides maybe some of the trash newspapers and shit that's putting out dumbass stories about him that I'm not really tapped into all the way. But like DMX deserves to 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 get all the praise and accolades that he's getting now for sure. Everything y'all want to say about him. Everything y'all want to say about him, except for King of New York. I'm seeing that on a lot of people's timelines. I know y'all sad and I know y'all love X. <laughs> We know the truth, bro. <laughs> we know the truth. Uh, speaking of uh, hip hop aging and things, uh, did you see what's going on with Black Rob right now? I did, fam, and that didn't make me feel any better right after the damn well, shit. I was like, now, okay. what the fuck? Now, can I come on here and be transparent with my friend? Of course. Is this a safe space? This is for me and you, for sure. DMX, I bought It's Dark and Hell is Hot in May of, what was that, 1998. And it hit me like it hit the rest of the world. But I think I've told this story on this podcast before, and I'm not no liar. I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment and change my tune. I still stand by. In December of that same year, when Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood came out, when that CD stopped spinning, I looked at the CD player and I was like, what the fuck was that? I'm not a fan of Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. I'm not a huge fan of DMX's catalog like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I have come on here before and said, Bad Boys Phase 2, post-Biggie. Have I not come on here and said this? Yes. G-Dep, Mark Curry, Black Rob. Who else is in the moon? And this is why I feel like the universe be fucking with us, bro. Because we have these talks on this podcast and then like DMX passes and Black Rob turns up extra sick. Like, are you this kidding is, me? So so that fucked with me, Wes. Fuck like, when me, I see him Black Rob like that, like, in a, he said it like he might have suffered four strokes and he homeless. Yeah. And Black Rob looked bad, bro. And you know what it said to me? It upset me, bro. And you know I'm a puffy nigga and I, I'm not here to blame this on Puff. Like, that's not the discussion I'm here to have. But all I could say while staring at my phone and seeing the condition that Black Rob is in was how the fuck could Black Rob be homeless and he made woe? He made woe. That don't add, like, I understand that that drugs and alcohol could be an issue because the way Black Rob talked, you can tell he's struggling with addiction. I'm not here to place judgment on what those addictions are, but... You know when you're listening to an addict. No? Is that fair to say? No, nah, that's fair. 
you know when an addict is talking. And to see Black Rob in this condition just hurt me to my heart. And I could tell it hurt other people because I saw Mark Curry get on his shit and he was like, don't y'all even trip. I got Black Rob on the phone. We about to go take care of Black Rob. Royce 5'9 put up a GoFundMe to try to get Black Rob's funds up. Niggas are seeing about Black Rob. Puff is seeing about Black Rob. And I, I understand that. And I understand niggas crucify Puff for not being everywhere at once a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Like, Puff can't make everything right. He can make some things right. He can right some wrongs of his in the past, but Puff can't make everybody's life what he would like them to be. You know what I'm saying? He caught a lot of flack in the last few years of Craig Mack's life on how he handled Craig Mack and shit that was going on between him and Mason. I don't know, bro. Like I, a lot of people, this might be me being nah, a Puff Daddy fanboy, nah, but I, I understand. He, I feel like he gets a bad shake. Well, and this might be going some other places. What a lot of people don't understand that the trade off already happened, and I don't even want to say it like that. But like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to word it the right way without saying it fucked up for real, for real. Sure, but like, they might be fucked up now, but like they weren't. They they were fucked up in a different type of way before they met Puff and then Puff got them to the notoriety that they got them to. So whatever they did from there is not Puff's fault or it's not Puff's responsibility. You know what I'm saying? To take care of it. But I do understand how people might look to Puff like because Black Rob made, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Loom, Black Loom, Rob made, Loom whoa, made I, need a, I need a girl part one and two. Like these are people who you should probably look out for. Like Faith is Big's wife, like with his kids. Like you should probably look out for Faith. Like, Mark Curry, probably not so much. Like, we ain't really, you know what I'm saying? But, you, but like, but you know what kind of nigga Puff ring me off as? And this is me assuming. I don't know Sean Combs. I've been watching him for a long time, but I don't know that, man. But he strikes me as the kind of nigga that's going to take care of you if you take care of you. Because there's certain niggas that Puff keep around him, like French Montana and the, and the Rick Rosses and the Michael Bivens of the world right. that will always be in good graces with Puff because... Puff will give you the nudges, but you got to walk. Like, Puff not going to walk for you. He not going to walk for Mace. He not going to walk for Total. You know what I'm saying? But if you want to go out there and get it and make something of yourself, Puff will help you, I feel like. Like, I I feel like I've seen enough of Puff as a mogul I mean, to be I like, think, if you going to do some work, I'll help you do some work. Think, but I'm not going to work for you. I think anybody is like that, though. I think anybody, you know, we, we might be in a, a better position in life than somebody that we might know and might be able to offer them some type of help. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, fam, I can only help you if you want to help yourself. Like, I can give you the game and I can put you on, but if you're not going to do it for yourself, it's no good. Like, I, I can't I can't do it for you. So, like, you have to have some type of hustle, some type of ambition, some type of motivation to want to go and get it. Like, I can definitely alley-oop the ball to you, but you don't ever jump up there and catch it. Like, it's just a blown play, fam. And I'm not going to keep just throwing it up, nigga. Like, you want me to just keep throwing it up? Yeah, it don't work like that. And that's so funny. I seen the clip not too long ago. And maybe maybe we could talk about this real quick. I don't know what else you got. But, like, Ricky Smiley was basically saying he had a family member of his who was, like, down bad, needed a job. And he was, like, about to put him – he was about to connect him to the right people to get him a job that could potentially earn him six figures if he put the hustle in and if he put the work in. And a part of the deal, Ricky wanted him, I guess the, the, the his family member got dreads or something like that. Ricky wanted him to cut his dreads and have a clean look in order to really like 100% put him in the game with the opportunity. And Ricky's thing was like, this is my requirement. The people aren't asking me to do this. Like I'm asking you to do this because at this point you're going again to represent me. And 
as me, like me as being me, like how I want you to go in because I'm not just Ricky Smiley, your uncle, Ricky Smiley, your cousin. I'm Ricky fucking Smiley. Right. I'm putting my name on the line. I'm putting my name on the line. And it means more <laughs> than just Ricky Smiley, your uncle, Ricky Smiley, your cousin. I'm asking you to do this because it's just, I feel like me asking you to do this because I'm giving you this opportunity shouldn't be that big of a deal because it's going to put you in a way better position than what you're in right now. And because you're down so bad, you should just be willing to do it. The family member turned it down because they didn't want to cut their dreads. I want to dig on this. Can you dig bit. on this? I don't know how I feel about it all the way for real, for real. So that's why that's I, why I want to dig on this. Because, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I can see where the principle in this, right? Like, I could see Ricky Smiley feeling like, I want you to show me that you're serious. Because, who knows, this could be the family fuck-up. And this could be just one way of you showing me that you're committed to this change, right? Right. I get that. But... And this might sound like a goofy little detail, but this matters to me, right? Like, what kind of dreads bro got? Are we talking about some shit that he probably just needs to go see somebody, get them cleaned up, get them redone, get them tightened up so they can look respectful? Or are these South Miami dreads? If these are South Miami dreads, then you can't show up in nobody's office with Kodak Black dreads. Like, I I get that. Oh, for sure. He he didn't get into all of those details, but I definitely understand that. These are details that matter to me. That's why I'm bringing it up. I'm sure he didn't bring it up, but I want to bring this up because it matters. Like, to me, this matters because, okay, my son got dreads. His dreads are probably 15, 17 inches long by now. Mm -hmm. If somebody said, like, say he wanted to go to the service and they was like, oh, well, you got to cut them. If he came back to me and was like, dad, I want to go to the service, but I don't want to cut my hair. I think I would be like, well, don't cut your hair and figure something else out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I I think tattoos kind of fall into that. Like certain offices still kind of look at you funny if you got tattoos past the elbow. You know what I'm saying? But again, I could see where Ricky Smiley might be treating this as this nigga got to show me how serious he is before I put my name out there for him. And I get that. But I need to see the nigga dreads first. It sounds so minuscule, but it it's, it's it's important to me. It does. If it these does. are some like unkept bullshit, like there's no way any, no matter how many times you watch this, nobody's going to hire you, then okay, I get it. Right. But if this is like, bro, you can do some maintenance and keep these. Yeah, but like not, Ricky might not be even, tripping. like if I had, you remember when my brother had dreads, like if I had dreads, my brother's length and his hair went like falling out and shit like that. And nigga was like, hey, I'm gonna get you this job, but you got to cut your dreads. The answer is just no. Like and it, right. and it's like I appreciate it's the opportunity and I respect that that's what you want me to do but like fam like this this is also something that I've committed to and mm-hmm. this is not there the you go yeah this, I like this that. is not the hindrance of why I'm in this position like it's not my hair is the reason why I'm in this bad a position like my my work ethic is still my work ethic like I can still work and and I'm capable of producing at a high quality if like, they're your brother's dress but if they're like cam newton's then you're just fooling bro yeah now you gotta cut those off <laughs> yeah like I don't, I don't even like him and jay's i don't understand why y'all niggas want to draw these dreads grow these dreads like this like this shit looks crazy i like them both on both of them on them they look they're both yeah on that them, statue, like yeah not hove, even go ahead and do your shit ho i have yeah i haven't cut my hair for real for real in months like i've gone and i've gotten it shaped up like i've kept length on my hair like and I almost halfway want to kind of get my hair twisted up. But those types of thoughts go through my head. Like, man, do I really even... And even, like, I'm cool to my job now. And, like, I ain't really... But, like, do I really want to deal with that type of shit if that was ever to be the issue? Because it becomes a thing. Like, yeah, you become stay, attached to Yeah, I would stay on top of my shit. But, like, that's crazy that that even has to be a factor because black people and America. 
Yeah. That's an interesting thing, though, the hair shit, bro. Because, again, like I keep saying, it could be looked at as like, bro, you being petty. Like, he's trying to set you up for your future, but well, and I've, it ain't it for some and, people. I mean, and not even for, I've seen people who, you know, I, and I think it's okay now more so, for, and not for nothing because the white men are on board, but like, I know beards weren't a thing for a long time. Like, for a long time. Places they were looked at as beard. Yeah, they were looked at as There were some jobs that, could, like, you yes. couldn't have one. Yes, I think bro. there's still a few. It's probably still like I know cops and firefighters and shit like that, but like Chick Fil A, that's weird. That's in the same category, right? But like I, but I'm cool with that because y'all get my food out a certain type of way. So like, whatever y'all whatever requirements they have in here, if you want to work here, damn it, you'll follow them. But like me working my fucking job, like why does my beer goddamn matter? Leave me alone. I I actually got a few things left on this list. Uh, I don't know if we can rapid fire them all. How are you feeling, bro? Do you want to go? Uh, you want to go deep into anything? Is there anything that we're missing that you want to definitely make sure we save time for? Um, anything that you want to talk about? Mad skills. You want to talk about Lil Wayne? We could talk about. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know if we need to talk about. I don't know if a lot of people are versed on the mad skills thing. I know because like just him being on Drink Champs, I was like, I ain't never got to see that episode. Yeah, I do want to talk about Wayne though, bro. Yeah, I've uh, not heard nothing about Wayne. Let's talk about Wayne. Wayne, and this is just like a little clip that I found was interesting, but Wayne was sitting down talking to a couple of dudes. I don't even know what for or who they were or what it was about, but it was low-key interviewing him, low-key not. And they was telling Wayne one of their favorite lyrics that he spit. And he was giving Wayne the bars, bar for bar. Like, I think it was his, uh, I think it was off Lollipop, like something like you better put on the latex because you don't want that latex that I think I'm latex. And he was giving Wayne the bars, which, real quick, that's a bar that's hard. <laughs> he was giving Wayne the bars, and you can see in Wayne's face that he did not recognize them bars. And as he was spitting them, super excited to be spitting these bars to his hero about what his favorite of many, 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 many great lines from Wayne, Wayne just kind of chuckled. And you know what Wayne said after he spit it? What's that? I said that? And then Wayne leaned over on the... This is beautiful. But this is this is the kind of shit that why I love hip-hop, bro. Wayne leans over on the couch, pulls his phone out, and Googles himself to make wow. sure he said that. On wow. Lollipop, one of his biggest hits to this day, he had to double-check to make sure he said... Wayne been spitting fire for so oh. fucking long. And not for that, he had to double check that he said one of his most notorious lines on one of his top songs ever. But this ain't the thing that makes it so great. I'm just say this one last thing because I know you want to talk about this, bro. Because as a writer yourself, I know you gotta love shit like this. You know what makes this even greater, bro? That kind of stuck with Wayne for a little while, right? And I guess the next time, like recently, he spoke to Eminem and told Eminem about it, and he was saying to Eminem, like, bro, when I write verses now. If I come up with something that's particularly dope, I Google it first before I write it down to make sure I haven't said it already. And Eminem said, bro, swear to God, I thought I was the only one that does that. Them two niggas have said so much so shit. So many fucking words. worked words. Like, if words are putty, they have worked this putty so much, they got to double check to make sure they haven't said this already, bro. To me, that's amazing. Like, somebody might be listening to this and be like, so? Yeah. But to me, that bro, you have played with words for so long at such a high level, and that's, you got to Google yourself. That's yeah, amazing. That's, that's just too much rapping, for real, for real. And then, like, we know how you know we know Wayne is the punch in king, so like he ain't writing nothing down. So like he might, it's it's quite possible to have the same that's thought. What he said twice. To do too. He was like, bro, you wrote that. He was like, 
fam, I don't write nothing. I don't write nothing. Yeah, I just say this shit. So, like, it's possible that you have the same thought twice for sure. But, like, I think that also goes to Wayne's credit for how humble he still is for real, for real. Like, he not saying everything or writing everything down. Like, yeah, I'm the greatest rapper of all time. I said that shit. Like, he don't even know some of the shit that he said. Like, and I'm sure drugs and lean play a part (laughs) in that, too. But, like, a little bit. Yeah, but like the fact that he like you can tell when Wayne does shit like that is extra genuine because we already know yeah. Wayne lives in Wayne's world, so like he really might not know or remember that he said that. And Ain't even, no even like, that nigga he, not fake. But that's he what I'm saying. He should have just performed that record a week ago, and because he's just such a robot, like that shit just comes out because that's the song that he wrote. Like when he the just beat knows, play, you know that nigga just click like boom. He just knows what it's supposed to sound like and what what the words is. Like I can only like if you probably really talk to Wayne, he probably will tell you like. Oh yeah, when I start performing, fam, I don't come back to life until I walk off the stage. Like, and mm-hmm. then I'm back to like, oh shit, like what just happened? It's just like, a program that people right. have to tell me what happened in the show, like, because I just go. I can imagine that coming from Wayne. And, sure. and I like to think that not only like, and we like to think of Wayne like, I don't know, post five hundred degrees Wayne, but you got to think there was a thirteen year old Wayne that was rapping in his living room over and over again before we even got any hot boys action from him. So it's not far fetched to think that his brain is programmed and evolved to perform this way. You know what I'm saying? And to me, it's just amazing, bro. That's another nigga that I know we've done this before, but you can't give flowers too many times. Yeah. It's just no I mean, sense. I like just saying, and, to, and to the credit of what you was just saying, he been doing that shit since he was 13. Like that's about the age and a little bit sooner than that when motherfuckers get to like the shit that they really passionate about, like basketball, football, shit. Like that's when you really like get to in that shit. So just imagine if you got to start it and never had to stop and like you really became like this is really what you level. do at a high fucking level. Because like, look, look, Lil Wayne is 100% the LeBron rap, bro. Because a lot of people say it's not, if you talk to real basketball experts, sure, LeBron is a great athlete. He can jump out the gym. Sure, he can shoot. Sure, his physique is amazing and he takes wonderful care of his body. But most basketball experts will tell you it ain't none of that shit that makes LeBron one of the greatest to ever do it. It's his basketball mind that makes him one of the greatest. It's the fact that LeBron can tell you a play from a game six years ago, frame by frame. Like that nigga's mind is so tuned into basketball. You can ask him like, bro, what about the Miami Heat versus the Dallas Mavericks game two the third quarter when you missed that tie-in shot. He can tell you where niggas was standing at in that moment. Like, yo, that, that's some a beautiful mind type shit. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? I just feel like Lil Wayne is that of rap. Oh, yeah. I've heard I've heard defenders talk about Peyton Manning. He was like, we lined up and Peyton Manning would be like, hey, you lined up in the wrong spot. He was like, no, other team. Damn, if he wasn't fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, you are man. lined up in the wrong spot, fam. I'm about to torch your ass. Like, and, that, and that's a big reason why I love LeBron James. I love Peyton Manning. I love Batman because these are guys that do it with their minds. That shit is so amazing to me, bro. I know Batman's not real, but I was about to say, that's my attraction to Batman is that he's not a he's not a superhuman. He's a superhero. Don't never get it fucked up. If I catch one of y'all niggas out there trying to say Batman ain't no superhero, I'm gonna call you on your shit. Hey, he man, is a superhero. He's not yeah. a superhuman. I, 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 the, with that explanation, I kind of fuck with that. I ain't never heard nobody say that like that. But you have, a he hero? is a superhero. Because firefighters are heroes. True. He is a hero to a higher level, which makes him a superhero. No, he's not a superhuman. Wolverine, Superman are superhumans, but he is absolutely a superhero. Don't ever get my, bat, my nigga Batman fucked up out here, bro. 
Uh, what else we got to talk about, bro? Uh, Kyrie Irving is beefing with niggas on the court about calling him a nigga. Did you see that? Yeah, I seen that shit, bro. <laughs> that pissed Kyrie me off is so bad, bro. Like he, you want to know what he looked like to me? He looked like the black kid that grew up in the suburbs and likes to be so offended. By people call like by niggas calling him the n word. I like, like that. I it's like that nigga, it's, a, it's a nigga calling you, a, and like even I forget who he was talking to. But he was like, "Nigga, relax. Like, why is you so like? Why is you was on the shit? Like, nigga, chill, bro. I just said, chill, like, chill out, my nigga. Like, and Kyrie was ready to fight a nigga over nigga. Like, which was worse, hitting a nigga or wanting to hit a nigga or being offended at getting called a nigga? Nah, I'm definitely going with the being offended at calling a nigga from another nigga. Like he um. And like I, that's a deeper conversation too. We don't got to get there, and I can understand how you know some people just don't use the term. Some people use it as a term of endearment. Like I, I, I get all of that, but like Kyrie, that was definitely a little uh, overboard for a nigga who it be walking around much. the court with the sage. Like, bro, like if you want to talk about somebody doing too much, you stay doing too much. And and I get that he got a lot going on because when you do shit like I'm paying for George Floyd's kids' tuition and shit, like you living life on a different channel than other niggas, and I get it, bro. But somebody got to. I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not excusing it. I'm not adding that to your stress count, bro. When you did that on your own, like pay that shit, move the fuck on on your own. But I understand, like right now, his mind is in a different place than where niggas want his mind to be. I get that. But all I'm saying is somebody give Kyrie Andre 3000's phone number because there's ways to handle this. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, it's cool to if you want to elevate, levitate, menstruate, if you want to do any of that shit, bro, by all means, live your life. I I support you in living your life. But there's ways that you can live on this channel and still be able to exist on the channel everybody else is in. That'd be my beef with niggas. Like, make your changes, bro. Live how you want to live. Be vegan. Do all of that shit. But you can still come back home, bro. It's when niggas don't want to come back home that bothers me. Like, I would, if I was the other nigga, I probably would have definitely been as confused. But, like, I probably would have just wanted to fight him for real. Like, if he would have started that yeah, shit, we probably, we probably just, yeah, we probably just would have had to hit, though. Like, bro, what the fuck is your problem? Like, he was, it bothered me that he was, it bothers me when people do this period though. Like if you're if you're the aggressor and you're so aggressive and you can see the other person ain't really about you that. Didn't even give like, me a chance to get aggressive with yeah, you. Like, I'm still like, trying to figure out trying our to figure out what's going on, bro. So like you you feel like you're tough, but in the grand scheme of things, you look like niggas just like, what the fuck is going on? Like I am yeah, not really like, you sure. didn't hold me. Yeah, I'm really confused. I'm really not sure why you're so upset, bro. But like I probably would have just had to fight him just because of how he was like he was really acting like a whole bitch. Back to that word. He's a bitch, bro. Uh, last on the rapid fire, we didn't even call it a rapid fire, but I guess it just kind of was. It's you know what it is. You know what it is. Uh, last thing I got on my list is rolled ice cream is fucking stupid. Rolled ice cream. Okay, let's talk about it because I'm I've never had rolled ice cream, but I've always been a I've I've definitely seen it. I've wanted to go, but I've just my brain just I'd much rather go get my Blizzard from Dairy Queen. That's what I'm saying. Don't support that shit. Here's I'm gonna tell you why rolled ice cream is fucking stupid, right? So they take the cold stone, like they have a like cold stone cream, right? Right. And which they I wasn't really like, a fan of cold stone. This is this is why you my nigga. So basically they're putting like cream on a cold plate, and then they're putting like fresh bananas and strawberries, and then a nigga takes like paint slats. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in his forearms, and he's scraping cream and berries. And he's mishmashing it and chopping it up like a Deshaun Watson. It's like uh, masseuse. It's like hibachi for ice cream. It's like hibachi for ice cream. And 
You know why I hate it and why I wanted to take a strong stance and come on here and say don't support rolled ice cream? If you've ever stood in a line to get rolled ice cream and it was like six people long and you see how much sweating these motherfuckers got to do just to like chop that shit up, plaster it out, then scrape it off the plate (laughs) and roll it and put it in a cup, then put whipped cream on it and uh, fruity pebbles on the top. And bro, it's too much work for the most basic ass fucking taste and flavor. Like, bro, go to Dairy Queen. Get the soft serve and tell them to put your nuts in it, bro. It tastes better, and you're not fucking... These raw ice cream workers are slaves, bro. Like, this shit is not okay. I believe that. And I feel like just the... I feel like the ice cream don't hit the same as the dairy. Like, I can get it out the cup, and I can get a a, a sizable and a reasonable bite of the ice cream. I feel like with this, like, I'm going to try and go scoop it, and I'm going to run into one of the ingredients you put in there, and I'm going to have to, like, roll through two or three rolls to try and get a good bite. And it's just not going to be a good experience for me. So, like, I'd much rather... Go and get the Oreo Blizzard from Dairy Queen. Serve me up, please. Soft serve. Be a man. Be a man. And I might might be basic, and I'm perfectly fine with that. It's not basic. You know why? Because rolled ice cream is more expensive than what you're going to get at Dairy Queen. And all that shit is... All it is is pre-freezer burned cream from uh, fucking... uh, What do you call that shit? Starbucks. This has been the Dipped in Butter program. We appreciate y'all listening to the show that we do each and every Friday. My name is Kat. You can check out my content at catandcrunch.com. I actually talked to my mans, and we might be doing a Cat and Crunch episode. Nice, nice. Keep a lookout, man. Uh, uh, More importantly, though, here each and every Friday, wherever podcasts are consumed, this show you just heard is called The Dipped in Butter Program. Please tell somebody that you care about to listen to us because we talk about shit. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. We talk about shit. Sometimes shit that we don't want to talk about. But make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, it's your boy, West No T, a.k.a. Elmer Young. The motherfucking goddamn glue around this bitch. Your player partner, P-O-D-N-A, at Forever Young 89 on Instagram. Fuck with me, though. Yes, sir. Like I say each and every week, please, please, please don't let niggas be fake at my funeral. Because you never know. I might not even be in that box. Hopefully, my wife has listened to me. And I am ashes already. <laughs> For sure. Um, and this week, I'm just going to say, you know, whatever it is, just know that it's different strokes for different folks. Your, your way ain't always the right way. And mind your fucking business. That's right, bro. We got to get back to minding our business. And we're going to get back to minding ours. And we'll catch y'all niggas next week on the next episode. You've been listening to the Dipped in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Join them next week for some more regular, regular shit. <laughs>